Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, certainly no question about that. Afternoon, everybody. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, yep. Todd Roberts, and uh, this is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. In studio with us is our good friend and freelance journalist, we won't hold that against him, David Layton. Hello. <laughs> Hello, all you guys, you You're wonderful, so amazing yeah. people. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> Okay. Sometimes, anyway. You're out of here. Dude. Yeah, right. And this, that was David's last appearance on the Voices of the West. Didn't know he was wearing his light moccasins. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, okay. Uh, today's program, <clears throat> this is going to be a doozy. We've got an author here and a columnist who has been called the most prolific humorist in world history. <laughs> um, starting at age, uh, he started as a professional journalist at 14. And he's penned more than 11,000 essays, blogs, columns, features, books, and stories. And he's uh, working on, uh, or maybe done by now, Naked Came the Editor, which is a sequel to the five-star novel Naked Came the Sasquatch. Uh, and teaching school. Yeah. The, the Sasquatch, I love this, John Boston. The, the uh, Sasquatch book was required reading at Harvard University. Uh, the freshman English lit instructor, Dr. Rhonda Rockwell, likened Boston's work to an amalgamation of Joseph Heller, Kurt Vonnegut, Rudyard Kipling, and Edgar Rice Burroughs without being any or all of them, and maybe a little bit better. Blessedly, no one writes like him. Holy, ma- did, holy mackerel, man. How did he get know. past the yeah, socialists I, I and I the liberals? That that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's pretty amazing to have a book being taught at Harvard, huh? You know, it, it sure made my day when I found out about it, and uh, you know, uh, working on the sequel, as I said, and a, and a bunch of other books. I I just started my own uh, publishing company, uh-huh. uh, JohnBostonBooks.com, dot com, and there's going to be just a whole tassel of monkey business coming out there soon. So, all right. Okay. Speaking of because of your new company, I want to ask about ghosts, ghouls, myths, and monsters. The most haunted town in America. Has it out yet? You know, it'll be out in about a week or so, maybe two. We'll have and, to plug uh, it. The, fir- the first of three, the first of three volumes. Um, uh, I was approached to write it for another company, and I said, I thought about it. I'm going, you know, I'm starting my own publishing company. I might as well just publish this myself, and then I turned it from one book into three. Yeah, so okay. uh, there's a lot of just. Gee whiz, monster, vampire, uh, pterodactyl, Bigfoot, werewolf stories, ghosts, you know, out here, you know, over the years. And, and I, I wear many hats, including local historian. And so I've collected, you know, just hundreds of these stories over the years and just threw them into a three-volume series. The so beauty of basically the, the Santa Clarita Valley? Uh, yeah, Santa Clarita Valley, yeah. The, the, I, I used to teach local history. It's one of the most historically significant places in America. It's a, just an amazing place. Well, tell us about it. Well, uh, because it's a crossroads for, for, gosh, railroad, roads, telephone, gas, electricity, water pipelines, um, this military strategist about 100 years ago listed the Santa Clarita Valley as one of the top military targets on the planet that if you could take out Santa Clarita and control it, you could control, you know, uh, the southern half of, of California and the West Coast. So, and Yeah, and then, you know, there's all sorts of, gosh, we, we, we've shot just hundreds and hundreds of movies out here. Uh, 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 this was the place where gold was first discovered in California. Uh, gosh, uh uh, about 50 years before uh, the Sutter's Mill uh, uh, discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the largest grizzly bears uh, uh, on the planet was shot here, and there was some argument about you know, how big it was, anywhere from you know, 1,600 to 2,300 pounds. And, and uh, yeah, and, and there were two of them out here. And, you know, lots of, lots of gee whiz stories. You know, there's a quote that uh, I want to take from yours because I loved it. Paradactyles to mothers, mother-in-laws, 
which in many cases are the one and same. <laughs> I love that. I cracked up when I read that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't have mother-in-laws, although I, I, I yeah, I, I do have some, you know, um, murderer mother-in-laws, you know, but uh, I probably should throw that in, the, in another book. Are you familiar with the uh, the uh, village church up there? Oh, which village church? I think uh, there's well, a couple of them. Well, this was uh, I was I used to, I went there for about oh, about almost ten years. Uh, uh-huh. the pastor was named Bob, and the co-pastor, and you might even know him, Bob Teryun, Max Teryun's son. Oh, but r- rings a distant bell, but can't quite place it. I, you know, I yeah. I don't get out to the services as much as I ought to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you need to. You've been a bad boy. Bad, <laughs> oh, bad yeah. Boy. What you going to do when they come for you? <laughs> yeah, you're here. So here. In, in your writings, when you first began, were you looking at being a humorist? Or were you looking to do serious stories? Or how did the humor pop into it? You know, I, I just always had, uh, I was just always the, the class clown and, and uh full of mischief, and I was lucky enough to have as my mentors two of the most famous and eclectic journalists in, in, in journalism history, and media history for America. Uh, that would be Scott and Ruth Newhall. Wow. Uh, Scott was the editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. His uh, great-grandfather, uh, great-great-grandfather, owned the entire Santa Clarita Valley. His mm-hmm. name was Henry Mayo Newhall. And Scott was just a rapscallion. He passed away in 92. And he and his wife, of all the people I <laughs> even read about, from like Alexander the Great and on, these two were the most interesting people I've, I've ever heard of. They were very good friends. And they allowed me, as I was a young man, to take a lot of chances with my work. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, very highly educated and uh, full of mischief, and I'm I'm also coming out with a book on on the history of the most eclectic newspaper in American history, and that would be my, our hometown paper, the 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 Signal, it used to be called the Newhall Signal, uh, uh, and uh, that's kind of they allowed me to take so many chances, and I used to write so much. Um, at one point. When I was editor, I was editor of the paper, and I was doing seven columns a week. Goodness. Uh, plus some, you know, features. And uh, so it, it just developed, you know, gives you the opportunity to, you know, make mistakes. And also, real quick on, on the humor thing, I don't try to write humor. Uh, the story itself you may start to write something that you might think is humorous and it goes the other way, way yeah, you know, yeah. that it is, it can be heartbreaking, you know. Well, um, obviously you are a fan of Will Rogers. Yeah, I, um, I was fortunate enough to, to earn, uh, the very rare, uh, Will Rogers yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. And, uh, that mm-hmm. j- uh, still blows me away. I, that was 10 plus years ago and I still can't get over it. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I spent the last week reading your columns. That's all I that's all I did. I just had a delightful week. And one of the pieces, really, you know, well, the first one I read, I think, was the one that really stood out for me. Zimmerman was right. We got to serve somebody. Would you like to enlarge that for us? Because I, I know outside of the, the Santa Caritaites, uh, probably not many people are going to be familiar with it. Well, uh, it, that was like one with, with I, I, I can't even remember if there was an ounce of humor in that. But Bob, uh, Zimmerman is, is better known, of course, as Bob Dylan. And uh, he wrote a song years ago called uh, you, uh, Serve Somebody. And the premise yes. is that there's a great line in his song that we've got to serve somebody. It might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but we've got to serve somebody. And it's just about kind of where, it's just a sort of a practical method of prayer, you know, mm-hmm. that we are in a constant state of prayer. Whether you're cursing somebody or blessing somebody or asking for something, you're always serving 
something. And it could be, you know, your own ego. It could be your family, you know, on and on. But uh, our, our nature is one of prayer. And sometimes it's dark prayer and sometimes it's uh, righteous prayer. So that's, that's what that was about. I, one of the, uh, of the times, you know, that uh, I didn't really, I don't think, insult a single soul in that one and, <laughs> and didn't get a single comment either, you know, uh, so. You got one for me. I loved it. Oh, so okay, the funny great, part great. about that story, John, is that uh, Bob Dylan was under contract at CBS Records at the time. Uh-huh. And um, he wanted out of his contract. He had two or three albums left. And uh-huh. they held him to it. They were not going to let him out. He offered, first he tried to negotiate his way out, then he tried to buy his way out, and they wouldn't let him out. So he said, "Okay, fine." And he said, "I'm going to go. I'm going to go cut an album." And he came back with the master tapes of that album, and you know, on the surface, a lot of people thought that he had lost his mind because. He said, they were like, what's going on with this music? What is this, these titles, these songs, and the subject matter? He goes, oh, I became a born-again Christian. Oh, of a guy who, who, who was born and raised Jewish. And yeah, all the songs yeah. were about Christianity and evangelical Christian uh, beliefs. And, and he did that because he said, you're right, I owe you an album. I owe you two albums. I'm going to give you an album. You don't say, you don't get to tell me what it's about. <laughs> so his last two albums was that one and the other one I think was a, an acoustic album that would uh, that would probably you know um, that would probably get you to think that uh, Wuthering Heights was a happy ending uh, the second <laughs> album was you know so down and depressed Yeah, it reminds yeah. you of the Bruce Springsteen album Nebraska and um, everybody in the music industry was like, oh, my God, did you hear about Bob Dylan? He's lost his mind. And I went to my dad, and I said, Dad, did you hear about Bob Dylan? He's lost his mind. He said, Todd, he's as smart as a fox. Mm-hmm. I said, what? What are you th- he's, sing- he's a Jewish guy. He was born and raised like us. He's Jewish. He's singing about Jesus. He goes, mm-hmm. Todd, he, needed- he had to give him two albums. He didn't want to give him the real stuff. He gave him that stuff. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, John... That song was a hit. Yeah. Have to serve yeah. somebody. It was I a hit. Rolling stone. <laughs> I won't be alone. <laughs> don't let me yeah. have no comb because I don't have no home. <laughs> That's right. Outside of the column that uh, you, I guess it would be a regular column, you do another one called The Time Ranger. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That that sounds very intriguing. It is. That's take take us through take us through uh, take us through Time Ranger. That's a, a weekly trail ride. Well, you know, years ago, um, um, I used to do a, a history column for the paper, and our our local historian, a guy by the name of Jerry Reynolds, passed away. Just keeled over and died, and he was teaching a ten week history class, three hour each class, and. Um, uh, the school came to me, I can't even remember which school, but asked if I could take over because it was coming up in, in like two weeks. And I had to put together a 10-week curriculum for, you know, for a three-hour lecture series. And, I, you know, I just was like one bend ahead of the posse, you know, that first semester. <laughs> and um, um, the, the column um, changed its name to the Time Ranger. And I, I sort of created a persona like a 1930s sort of radio mm-hmm. uh, voice, and uh, that the premise is that each week I, I, you know, take the entire Santa Clarita Valley on a trail ride through Santa Clarita Valley history in 10-year increments. And, um, and again, just a fascinating place, you know, that all this little gee whiz stuff and... and, and um, and a look at, at just the way uh, the, the culture and the life in the valley changed. We went from, and I lived in Santa Clarita since the 1950s, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as, as I'm now approaching middle age. And, um, which middle? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And, and what age? Uh, <laughs> yeah, which age, you know. Um, and it went from like a, a farming, ranching community, you know, to uh, 
of a few thousand souls to like about a half a million, maybe more, yeah. you know, people out here. And, and you, there's not a working ranch anywhere in the valley anymore or, or farm. I mean, I think if you go out to some of the distant canyons, there's, you know, somebody might have a, a organic cherry orchard or something <laughs> like that. But, uh, um, you know, yeah, the, the, you, when I was growing up, you know, there'd be cowboys, you know, riding in and out of town on, on horseback, right. you know, and, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, so I just you, remember, you know, riding into town on, on horseback myself. In so, and out, so. so Santa Clarita County is kind of a bedroom community now for Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. And, and it has been since like the fifties the and, um, um, I was mentioning the Newhall family. Well, their, fa their, the great, great grandfather founded, you know, the entire place. And he, when he passed away in, in the 19th century, you know, he left it to his heirs and, uh, including, you know, it, uh, the future Scott Newhall. And, uh, and it was sort of funny to have this rapscallion newspaper editor, larger than life fellow, you know, who sailed around the world solo, who lost his leg on his honeymoon, who, you know, raced drag strips, who fought the Ku Klux Klan, ran for mayor of, the, uh, of San Francisco, and on and on and on. And you have this, this sort of kind of thin man type character, you know, uh, erudite, charming in a tuxedo, uh, running this, also running this little tiny newspaper in a cow town. You know, and 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 uh, he used to write these death to traitors editorials uh, at the top of the front page of the Signal, you know, once or twice a week. Wow. And I mean, you needed an encyclopedia dictionary and a thesaurus, you know, to, to get through one. You know, he he had the biggest vocabulary of anyone I've met, and uh, wow. so full of mischief. So when I when I was in journalism school, they said. Don't write anything above seventh grade because that's the usual uh, education of, of the populace, uh, the seventh grade education. So don't use those big words. Third grade oh, now. yeah, I, I hear you. But, you know, uh, the new walls were, were 180 degrees the other way. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think you, it's great. If you don't know the meaning of this word, look it you up. better get your sorry rear end to a dictionary and there look it mean. up. That's know? what I used to tell my kids when they, how do you spell, so you know what a dictionary is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> just be a lazy. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, we're yeah. talking with author and columnist John Boston here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, Harry Alexander, David Layton in the studio with us. We'll be back with much more of our show after these important messages. Do stay tuned. Do not run away. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want 
when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. With this deposit of tungsten I've discovered, our country will soon be independent of any outside source of supply. That's why I've got to contact the authorities. But you're in no condition to travel. Pancho and I will get work through for you. But it may mean your death. Well, we can't live forever. Besides, this is our country, too. If it's good enough to live in, it's good enough to fight for. Right, Pancho? Yeah. You know, one thing my papa always told me when I was a little boy. Keep two things in your heart, Pancho. Your God and your country. And to which I say, amen. This is the Voices of the West. Thunder and hoof, beat, pound and on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. David Layton in studio with us. Our guest is author and columnist John Boston. Bit of uh, some Ray Whitley there, of course. Yeah, There's always going to be a Ray Whitley song be a Ray in, Whitley in, in the hour. There always is. <laughs> but, you know, John, I have, I have kind of a, I don't know if it's a question, a comment, or just an observation. But you were talking about how, you know, it kind of went from a cow, a cow, Valley to a bedroom valley, and I'm, I'm yuppie thinking, concentration camp. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and you know, I, and I because re- I was out there, and I can remember, you know, when the cowboys and the wranglers and the stuntmen all left the San Fernando Valley and moved up to the Santa Clarita Valley because mm-hmm. the San Fernando had become tainted. But one of the things is, and you were talking about, there's no ranches or hardly any ranches. But there's probably more movie ranches up there in that area now than there are anywhere else in California. Hmm. Oh yeah, I hey, I got some stuff that'll just blow you guys' boots off, you know. Um, in the 1920s, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of William S. Hart. You know, He's silent, yeah, yes, you know, Two Gun uh, Bill, <laughs> Two Gun Bill, exactly, and he was the prototype of the modern cinema cowboy. Mm-hmm. You've got Clint Eastwood to John Wayne, who all credit, you know, William S. Hart for creating this this first persona of, 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 the, of the cinema cowboy. Now, Hart was a real cowboy growing up, and he was also a Shakespearean actor. And um, he's, his father said, if you want to be an actor, you know, do it right. And he says, I'm going to send you to New York and, and London and learn the craft. So, um, Hart um, uh, became one of the most famous people on the planet yep. in the late teens and, and early 20s. And he built a castle uh, just down the, the, the road from where I used to live. Uh, Los Vientos. Uh, still there. Yes, yes. You know, and it's a county park today, but his, his castle is there. Now, few people know that right down this hill from him, and I'm trying to think it would be a three-wood or a driver, but you know, a good golfer could stand on top of the hill and hit Tom Mix's place yeah. right down at the bottom of the hill. Hmm. Mix had you know his place again, you know, about a three-wood drive away, and then uh, also uh, a few miles away was was Hoot Gibson's ranch, yeah. which was Radio um, ranch. Uh, uh, yeah, and it was at the, the today the Saga Speedway or the Saga swap me and then up up further up the road was harry carey senior's ranch up san francisco you know so you had four of the biggest cowboy stars you know in the world Mm -hmm. at the same time living in a little town in a little valley with 500 people you know Mm. and Um. and then a little bit later on gene autry had his melody ranch here you know just uh, that was Geez, uh, a block away from me, you know, up the Placerita Canyon when when I lived there. So, yeah, but John, just staggering, you. Know, you would appreciate this, I think. 
I have a collection of rodeo shots that were shot down at Hart's Ranch. But they used to have used to do a lot of bucking horse stuff down there, and I must have uh-huh. maybe I'd say twenty to thirty uh, big eight by tens and some of the top you know saddle bronc riders of that time out there just mm-hmm. just playing and having fun. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, there's a an amazing amount of, of Hall of Fame cowboys. Forgetting you know Hart and 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 Autry and all those guys, you know who lived in Santa Clarita who were rodeo champions and. You know, bronc riders and, and trick riders and, and uh, actors and um, Andy Uregi. You know, Andy Uregi, good friend of mine. You know, yeah. uh, I, I hate to say that because <laughs> it starts to you know tell me, you know, shout out how old I am. You know, I'm getting <laughs> as I said, starting to approach middle age. But Andy was just a peach. You know, he he had three of the most beautiful damn daughters. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in the forties and fifties. You know, and they were just movie star gorgeous and um he allowed them during world war ii he uh, andy allowed the navy to put up a radar station on his ranch in placerita canyon and uh and so there's the all these sailors you know working on this project and andy comes riding up 150 miles an hour on horseback <laughs> And, and does one of these, you know, like he, he does a dismount. He's got like one foot in, in the stirrup, you know, still doing 100 miles an hour and, and does that running dismount. And and he runs up to this poor ensign, this young ensign, and he just threatens him. And he says, you know, I will bury you here and everyone in the Navy. I don't care who we're at war with, but I've got three beautiful teenage daughters that I find one sailor, you know, <laughs> Getting out of line, I will bury you here. (laughs) They're just all at attention, you know. Another quick Andy story, real quick. He's giving cowboy lessons to Clark Gable, and Carol Lombard is is sitting on the fence and uh, just teaching, you know, Clark how to ride rope and stuff. And um, word somehow gets out around town. And again, there's probably 700 people in the whole darn valley. And, uh, all of a sudden, this parade of cars just starts showing up like Field of Dreams, you know. <laughs> and everyone is, like, getting out of their car, and they, you know, sheepishly, they, they bake some cookies or a pie or have a basket of apples, and then they, they're they all going, oh, I didn't know you had company, you know, today, uh, <laughs> Andy, you know, we just brought you some stuff. And there were something like a 100 people showed up, you know, just mm. neighbors and from all over the valley, you know, just to see Clark Gable and, and Gene Harlow. So, anyway. John, um, when I was a volunteer at the Hart Museum years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I worked there for a long time, my, my favorite docent uh, or head, head lady was a lady named Carol. She was a school teacher. I forget her mm-hmm. last name, but she was just a peach of a person. And she would always tell us stories about people and so on there in Santa Clarita Valley. And she would uh, warn us uh, uh, about, you know, some of the interesting characters who were board members of the Hart Museum. And the Mm -hmm. one she used to warn us about the most was she called her the Snake Lady. And I was like, well, I don't understand. Why do you call her the Snake Lady? And she said, well, Todd... If you met her, you'd see why. And I said, well, Carol, come on, explain to me. Give, give me a little more info here. And she said, well, she wears a, a, a necklace made of rattlesnake rattlers. Oh, gosh, yes, yes, yeah. And she yeah. was a she was a family member of the Newhalls. I don't know if she was married in or by blood, but and she finally came to one of the events once, and she was somewhere between um, a, a mystic and a witch. And uh-huh. uh, very interesting woman, very well-versed, knew the history of the valley, knew the history of heart and so on. Um, but it, she literally was the most popular person there because she couldn't get near her. She was swarmed <laughs> by people there. And I uh-huh. just kept trying to get closer and closer. And finally I gave up and I went to Carol and I said, Well, Carol... Uh, uh, the next time I'm out here and I'm working with you, you're going to have to tell me snake lady stories because I can't get close enough to hear any of them. And, oh, uh, gosh. I was wondering if you knew who that lady was. You know, just a vague re- uh, memory. Uh, and no, I can kind of 
a, a distantly, you know, cloudy, see a cloudy uh, <laughs> uh, memory photo, you know, picture of her. But no, I, I really don't. Um, um, it's funny, you know, there's, gosh, I wish I had a time machine, you know. I, uh, before my time, before Jerry Reynolds time, the historian was this guy named A.D. Perkins, and he was here since, since the first dirt quad. And when I was a young man in my 20s, you know, I, I played semi-pro basketball, I played poker, and, and I worked at the Signal as a sports editor, and I just wanted to goof around, and I had no interest in history whatsoever, and for a year and a half, my office mate was A.D. Perkins, and I could have, you know, looking back, I, I could have killed myself for not asking him sure. 150,000 questions, you yeah, know, and yep. just the weirdest thing, you know, he sat a desk away from me. Just the two of us in this one office. So Well, you also, not only do you write about history, but you also cover current events uh, mm-hmm. in your column. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this one that just makes me laugh uncontrollably. Uh, from September 24, Biden tours the oh, S- SCV and does a bunch of stupid. What did President, <laughs> a- what did President Asterix have to do down there? Mother oh, Houston. good Lord. Yeah, that, that was, that's, it's just almost, I remember Scott Newhall once, once in his final days going, it's getting so strange, there's no place to go to make fun of things because <laughs> the events are, are comic just coming out, yeah. you know, uh, I, um, I'm coming out next Friday, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a column on um, that Biden's approval rate has slipped to, I believe, 38 percent, mm-hmm. you know, and and a lot of pundits, conservative pundits are going, oh, my goodness, look how he's slipping. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm just terrified, for God's sakes, that 40 percent of the population think he's doing a good job. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the heck is wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's kind of next next week's column will be about. Are you guys familiar with with uh, what's that show? Um, not scared straight. Uh, yeah, scared straight, where they take the yeah. the punk asterix, you know, uh, uh, hoodlums, uh, you know, from teenage hood, and they take them to a prison and they you know introduce them to, to you know the the five hundred pound you know serial mm. killer you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. tries to scare you know, and and the kids are just. I'd be just dumber than a bag of drywall, you know. <laughs> and, and and that's the Democratic Party for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's and it's like, what the heck are you guys thinking? You know, it, they're, it's, they're not. Uh, <laughs> and that's the strange thing. And here's the stranger thing for me: the Democrats for me, because I have a, a lot of friends who are liberal. And it's like having kids, like six kids, and they're all straight-A students, except every semester each one comes back with an F. And you're happy about the A's on their report cards, but one of you, you know, part of your mind is, is like really trying to don't swear, but you want to go, what the blankety-blank asterisk is the deal with this F on your report card? <laughs> that these people have all this intuition and insight and humility and problem solving. And many of them are great parents. And then when it comes, there's that one F on the, on the report card, you know, and it's staggering to me. It's just staggering. I had a conversation once with a friend years ago, very liberal, and it ended with her leaving in a huff. And she says, I don't care if you're 100% right and all the facts back you up, I'm still not going to believe in what you say or agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you ju- it's like being a coach, you know, you just throw your hat down. It's like, what the holy heck is wrong with you? Well, it's like the wrong way downfield. Yeah, it's like Larry Elder said, facts to a liberal are like kryptonite to Superman. Well, I've got mm-hmm. something I want to share with you. Well, John. we got to do a first. We got first of all, we got to do a commercial let's break. Do the commercial. We're running sure. late on that, so let's get that out of the way. John Boston is our guest. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. 
and Todd Roberts. David Layton in studio with us. We'll be back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, Get a Renahents to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahents, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Howdy, folks. This is Ray Benson of Asleep at the Wheel, and you're listening to the Voices of the West, of which I am one. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France. Todd Roberts in studio is uh, David Layton, our freelance journalist guest. Journalist. He happens he happens by every now and then. And we, we enjoy having him. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. And Thank you. Thank guest, you very much. Our guest is author and columnist John Boston, who writes for the Santa Clara Santa Clarita Valley News. Man, just try and earn a living with this mouth. It yeah. doesn't happen You more. did it for four, 50, 60, 100 years. Yeah, it seems like that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's just one of the neat things. You know, we've been, we keep talking about the humor in your column and in your writing, but there's a, a, a ton of philosophy and sociology in your columns, yes. too, which is really, really... But I've got a piece here before I was interrupted by the commercial... <laughs> 
that I wanted to share with you. Rude. It's uh, speaking of history versus modern culture, and this is kind of our new motto, one of our new models on the show. It is as it is. It was as it was. What do you think, John? Wow. It is as well. <laughs> voiceless, speechless. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's very. It's very Western Zen. It's kind of. Well, wherever you go, there you are. You yeah. Know, sort of. <laughs> but, you know, you think about it. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. all the people with the counterculture, and, you know, you got to correct history, and you can't say this about that. And when it bo- all boils down, the West is what it is, and it was what it was. And no mm-hmm. matter what you say, you can't change it. Yeah. I, I, you know what I, I love, you know, for me, I, I suppose I, I'm, I'm not a man of a particular church, but um, I am so attracted to, again, the Western Zen of approach that many of our, our celluloid, and certainly the old cowboys that I grew, you know, grew up around, um, this, this code of ethics mm-hmm. and, and to do the right thing, and that's based on, you know, a few thousand years of, of, of spiritual family do the right thing foundation, you know, what made William S. Hart such a, the chord that he struck was that because he was a Shakespearean actor and all those amazing themes, you know, I, I think, boy, if I were writing the Bible, I, I'd kind of ask, uh, you know, could, could we sneak in a few of Shakespeare's plays? Because <laughs> yes. there is, you know, there is so much ethics and morality and 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 service of God and and the higher duty that Hart brought to the this first cowboy persona that he created, you know, mm-hmm. and was was carried on and um, and we are sorely missing that in, in our culture. You know, uh, we are going through a destructive phase that started in the 60s and is just, it's a burning wagon going downhill right yeah, now. It's like a serial chapter. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, you know, for me, um, you know, my own personal viewpoint, well, God's in heaven and all's right with the world. And, okay, uh, I'll throw my cream pie, but I'm going to have even more beyond faith i'm going to have knowledge and and action and duty and all is right you know all is well and just the what's 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 for me to do today so and how can i i be of service but uh, i sure hear you you know and and it's one reason why the country right now is is has been going through a terrible soul suffering you know the Mm -hmm. God, I read something today that 10% of the population over 12 years old is, is on drugs. Yep. 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 More kids more, more kids have died from suicide than from COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, here's so, a, here's an so interesting John, I have to ask you as a student of history, all three of us are, and as is David, and you obviously are, would you agree with the saying that education... Uh, to educate the heart, uh, to educate the mind, and not educate the heart, is useless. That's good. Well, I think the, the question that I have with your question <laughs> is who's doing the educating? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm assuming you that normal, uh, uh, normal, uh, Rational. patriotic Americans mm-hmm. are doing the educating and they could be on the left they could be on the right but they're fair uh, with all I things don't considered think, i don't think I, and it's sort of a percentage thing and i have no idea where that number is but the problem is is that you have what well, goes back to that that column you know i'm going to be doing next week you know um that you get 40 percent of the country who honest to god believes that the president and you know, anyone with a D after their name is doing a really swell job. You know, like Newsom. And, yeah, yeah, and and you can you can add a, a thousand names, uh, you know, behind that. And 
So they're educating, but what the heck, you know, are you educating? And and then that goes back again to Zimmerman, to Bob Dylan's song, you know, you got to serve somebody. And who are you serving with tearing down just willy-nilly all these values from family to uh, uh, God to religion, two different things for me, uh, yeah. uh, respect, and on and on. We are in a, it's almost like for me, like some sort of Hindu Chinese thing, you know, of, of yin and yang. You know, we're right now, we're in a period of, of destruction, you know, yeah. and, and, and self annihilation. You know, you, 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 you touched on something there with, uh, with Bill Hart. Uh, kind of a, you know, if you, the lesson I think that I got out of the out of the silence that he did was that he was playing a character that was I was lost but now I'm found, mm-hmm. and that's what we need. That's what we need in our culture today. We need to acknowledge that we're lost and we need to find our way. Yeah, but then therein is the problem. I, you know, my a dear my my dear dear ex mother in law passed away you know years ago and just. A, Opera singer, intellectual author, you know, she was just, God, she's smarter than, you know, a new pair of cowboy boots, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, she said that the fundamental nature of humanity is insanity. Yeah. And I've yet to be able to, to wiggle out of that statement, you know. And you can't go to a crazy person and convince them that they're crazy. That has to come through their own heart. Uh, there is no argument. Somebody said earlier, you know, that uh, was it. Uh, I can't remember now. But anyway, you can't convince someone who is insane to not be insane because their viewpoint is, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. There's no you know? logic in crazy. You know, I tell people yeah. that all the time. I'm like, I'm not crazy. It's you, Bunker. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, you're, but you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, uh, gosh, the problem, you know, it, it, it's so frustrating. Uh, uh, it's so darn frustrating. And and you have all these forces. I can't understand the media, for God's sakes alive, you know, that it used to be. There is no media. It, well, well, it is, but it's evil and it's wicked. They're the uh, PR the agency wicked. for the left. But you know, exactly. but you, if you look at the history of journalism, it's it it hasn't changed. Uh, there there were periods of the yellow journalism. There were periods of of uh, paying attention to ethics, and then it swings right back to the yellow journalism, and then it swings mm-hmm. back the other way. The pendulum. And you have the Hearst era. It, it goes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's yeah. that's how it runs. And there's unfortunately not much. You know, it, Did you guys ever see King Kong, the original King Kong? Yes. Oh, my favorite. Yes, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, so. They've got King Kong on the on the stage with the curtains closed, and he's like in these gigantic, you know, uh, ankle and 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 uh, handcuffs, you know, uh, uh, chained to a, a beam, and there is like fifty reporters, mm-hmm. you know, standing around him, and then um, oh, what's his name, the, the safari leader comes out, and they, hey, Driscoll. What's the angle here? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, there's a 50-foot ape in front of you. What do you have to ask? What's the angle here, you idiot? And you know? there lies the state of American journalism. There and on that no imagination. Exactly. On that yep. note, we're going to take our final commercial break. John Boston's our guest here on Amal Francie's Voices of the West. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. 
That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horses Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. On Ammo Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles, David Layton in studio with us. Our guest is author and columnist John Boston, uh, California. And uh, there you go with a little bit of uh, some Bob Wills. There's a yellow rose in Texas, I'm going back to see. Well, I hit the post real well there. You can tell I used to do this for a living. <laughs> He was, you know, my mom, she was Texican, was born and, born and raised in Lubbock, and Bob Wills, still the king. He is the king, yeah. Big time. My uh, wife went to the uh, Asleep at the Wheel concert last night in Tucson, and uh, she said the crowd just went rowdy when they when he played uh, uh, Bob Wills is still the king. Yeah, so that's where I did not go to the concert. Why be- didn't you? Oh, because you're neat? Because, no, because I refused to show anybody proof of or non-proof of any vaccination I might or might not have. Yeah. You know, but I, I, got the nun, I got the Nunya vax. <laughs> None of your damn business. Yeah. Uh, uh, John, we're about, sure. to, we're about to wind up, so do you have any shameful plugs or things you want to boast about or point a finger at and say, check this out? Well, or maybe insult we're... someone if, there's, if it's appropriate. <laughs> do it. Do it. Well, my shameless plug, of course, would be for John bostonbooks.com and uh, besides history uh, we have all sorts of humor and inspiration and uh, it's going to be a, a, 
uh, we just released the the website. It's still a little bit un, under construction, but we you know we've got novels I've written, and I just realized you know over the years I have so many you know um, articles and and books and stuff to to produce, and so over the years you know johnboston.com, johnbostonbooks.com, excuse me, johnbostonbooks.com, uh, you know pay it a visit and buy a book or ten. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, I want to. That's my shameless plug. I want to recommend folks go out there and find out the, you know, the book you did for Arcadia about the Santa Clarita Valley. Yeah. Because yeah, the, the Santa Clarita Valley is just such a rich place with history and people and, and characters. And also, I have a question. You put you published a calendar, Cowboys of the Santa Clarita Valley, way back. Is it? Is there any way to get a hold of one of those? Are you still selling them? You know that wasn't me. Um, oh. uh, uh, so, um, but uh, <laughs> no. So there's no joke there. I, I, I don't. I don't have a calendar. Never, never did one. So. Oh, okay. Well, John, did you do you have a favorite Western author? Um. Gosh, you know I don't read so much because I'm writing so, so much. much. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I used to just uh, you know Max Sand and and and. Mm. Um, um, oh God, that that threw me for a loop, you know. <laughs> Max um, I used to that love was a I, Max Brand. I said Max Sand. Uh, uh, we knew. Who I, I used to just love them when I was much younger. But I write so much; it's like the last thing I want to do at the end of a you know a, a twelve-hour day is read. read something. All right, you know, then, and then I read something. So all right, here's another loop for you. Got a favorite Western movie? I was going to ask. Oh dear, that's. <laughs> That okay. That is is like a, another hour show. Oh my okay, your book, your book. Yeah, we bo- yeah. we got nobody coming next week, so <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. so <laughs> yeah, may, maybe uh, um, uh, Jeremiah Johnson mm, and uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, fr- yeah. from uh, the Harvard professor Vardis Fisher, who did the novel mm-hmm. Mountain Man, uh, which. That would be one of my favorite Western books, but uh, that's, I, that's one of my getaway ones. I, I always just love that. So. What did well, you think it was of written, the Searchers. screenplay was written by John Milius, who wrote uh, and directed uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian and Dillinger yep. and Red Dawn, and he also wrote uh, Apocalypse Now. And, now I and got, Dirty uh, Harry. And Dirty yeah, Harry. Yeah, Dirty Harry, yeah. And I got a... a, a, a um, oh, gosh. Well, oh, Movie stalking the stalking moon with Gregory Peck. Good movie. Oh, and Robert Forrester. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and Lee Remick. Yes, and that is such a oh no Lee Remick wasn't in that one. Uh, it wasn't Lee Remick. Um, but at any rate, it's it's such a spellbinding. No, I'm sorry, you're right, John. It's Eva Marie Saint. That's yes, right. Eva Marie Saint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, and, that and, movie anyway, scared me to death. On. Yeah. Yes. Scared me to death. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that at the movies when it was first released, and people yeah. were screaming in the movies. And I was just, "This is a western, for God's sake!" Everyone is is terrified. You know? Well, when so. he killed the when he killed the Rottweiler, you're like, "Oh my God, he's invincible!" Yeah, there's yep. no, no way they're going to escape him. Well, John, yep. John, we appreciate you spending your Saturday afternoon with us. Uh, thank you so much. You'll never get to. This has back. been absolute <laughs> Christmas for me. So thank, thank you, you guys. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'd Thank love you. to have you back as well. Do come back, sir. Do come yeah. back. Let me know. All right. I'm around. Most excellent. John Boston, author, columnist, Santa Clarita Valley at Signal, and uh, in Santa Clarita Valley, California. So uh, there we go. Uh, coming up next time we get together on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, we have scheduled, that would be for the 16th, Bob Bowes Bell from uh, True West Magazine, and we're going to try and get Faith Boyce here from the Empire Ranch to... Uh, talk about the big doings going on over at the ranch and uh, those big doings consist of uh, the Empire Ranch Roundup. Uh, they still call it the Roundup, the Cowboy Gathering? Oh, what, it's, it's what the hell do they festival call it? now. Cowboy Festival yeah, now. Cowboy Festival. Yeah. And it's the last Saturday and Sunday of the first week of November. That's mm-hmm. confusing, I know. And I think that's the 6th and 7th. I'm not sure without looking at the calendar. Uh, but it's right going to be a, a humdinger of an yep, event. Yeah, 6 and 7. We've got vendors, we got we have an author's tent, so if you have a favorite Western writers of America or just local authors, we got that. We got food, we got cowboy conversations, which I'll be doing, talking about Western movies that were made at the Empire, mm-hmm. and uh, 
It's going to be a fun weekend. Well, I tell you, it sounds like it. Yeah, I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> Somebody will. Yeah, well, one of us will. <laughs> Harry, Harry's going to boycott. He's going to stay no, home. I'm not going to boycott. Uh, I'm, he's going to boycott. I may go. I, don't I may not, go. I may not. I don't know. I got, he'll go. He'll, he'll get we in. Got, I got, no, we got to tell it like it is. I got a, sh- I got a show to prepare. So. That's true. That's true. And until next time. Harry's Harry's always willing to go as long as they're not going to re replay a, a screening of Oklahoma. It was that or Johnny Guitar, which wasn't filmed I there, love but that's Johnny okay. Guitar. Hey, we're out of time. Thank you so much for everybody for 70, joining us. 78, 79, and a Santa Clarita ADOs. So long, everybody. <laughs>